The partition survivor recalls, I saw the breasts of the ladies slashed, the penises of the men cut, and the vultures hovering and eating the dead bodies, the year was 1947. With the death toll outnumbering partition, the COVID-19 scenario for India turns out equally horrendous with the exception that this time it was less gory and has vultures missing in its narrative. In these troubled times, the expensive cost of cremation has led some to dispose their loved ones' bodies into rivers. Furthermore, given this is the internet era, we were flooded with horrific images of dogs digging up dead bodies near riverbanks in no time. The sight of dogs eating human bodies is undeniably a violation of human dignity, and a case in point of bad governance. However, there is another dying account that we might be overlooking, the death of a healthy ecosystem and absence of its essential top-notch scavengers, vultures, who have been replaced by feral dogs. The Vulture Culture of India India has been home to nine species of vultures the oriental white-backed, long-billed, slender-billed, Himalayan, red-headed, Egyptian, bearded, cinereous and the Eurasian griffin. Vultures are important ecologically, socially, and culturally in India. With their bare necks buried deep in the carcass of some unfortunate animal, vultures carry out a valuable ecological function by scavenging on animal carcasses and thus contribute to the cleanliness of the environment. The small yet influential ethnic minority group of the country, Parsis practice Zoroastrianism. The dead bodies of Persians are neither buried or burned. They believe that dead corpse will damage the air, land, and water, as well as the natural environment. As a result, the bodies are stacked on top of the roofless Tower of Silence, and corpses are placed on top to be fed by vultures and hawks, naturally decompose under the sun. Since, a couple of decades ago, this enormous, ungainly bird of prey was everywhere, the Parsis, effectively carried out their oldest and greenest disposition custom. However, with drastic decline, without the vultures, the Parsis have had to now rely on man-made ingenuity. Vultures on the Brink of Extinction Well, nobody could have predicted that the population of vultures would fall faster than that of Parsis. Vultures were so numerous a few decades ago that no one thought to count them. A survey of 18 protected areas in India was extrapolated to predict that approximately 40 million vultures lived in India in 1991-92. From 40 million to 19,000, five out of nine vulture species are now endangered slash critically endangered and on the brink of extinction. 99% of the 40 million vultures counted in 1992 died by 2007, owing to use of baclofenac, a medicine used to treat pain and inflammation in livestock. Bioaccumulation of diclofenac causes kidney failure and visceral gout in vultures, ultimately leading to death. Diclofenac is so lethal to vultures that even 1% of it in a carcass would kill the vulture in a matter of minutes after it fed on it. The Indian vulture and the white-rumped vulture species specifically suffered a 99% to 97% population decrease in India. According to a recent survey conducted by the Forest Department and Seascap, a Maharashtra-based conservation NGO, the number of long-billed and white-backed vultures in Maharashtra has decreased from 347 in February to 249 in March of 2019. The number of long-billed vultures in the Shriverdon and Hasla areas has decreased by 34%, while the number of long-billed vultures in the Mahad, Kalad, Wakan, and Sudagad, Pali, areas has decreased by 18%. The International Union for Conservation of Nature, IUCN, Red List classifies both vulture species as critically endangered. Cyclones, heavy rainfall, the felling of tall trees used by vultures to build nests, 
insufficient food supplies, and large-scale deforestation of large habitats are some of the newfound causes of the vulture population decline in recent years. The Cascading Effect With the nearly complete disappearance of vultures, South Asia has now lost 99% of its carcass disposal system. The mass of meat that used to be disposed of by vultures was astronomical. Over a year, a single vulture will consume around 120 kilograms of carcass meat. Cattle owners now has to spend more money to bury or burn their dead animals. Otherwise, they can simply dump the carcasses into rivers, without contaminating the water. Bone collectors who rely on vulture-cleaned carcasses for a living are also impacted. Since, the decline in vulture numbers, the Parsi and Buddhist communities in Tibetan Plateau are having considerable difficulty in taking care of their dead. Vulture declines have also been linked to an increase in feral dog populations across the region, with government statistics in India showing that feral dog populations increased from 17 to 18 million in the early 1980s to close to 30 million in 2005. The situation is even worse at carcass dumps, where packs of several hundred dogs have taken possession of the hundreds or thousands of vultures that used to be present. The increased number of dogs and rotting animal carcasses has serious implications for the risk of both human and animal diseases such as anthrax, brucellosis, tuberculosis, and rabies. The incidence of rabies in India is the highest in the world, about 60% of all documented cases. An economic assessment of the costs associated with the decline of vultures, as well as the management and cost of rabies in India, estimates that the health costs would be in the range of 34 billion US dollars between 1993 and 2006. The costs of vulture conservation are a small portion of this total. Conservation Efforts Photo by Karen Alchin on Pexels.com The MOEFCC issued the Vulture Conservation Action Plan in 2006, the same year that the Drugs Controller General of India, DCGI, prohibited the use of diclofenac in veterinary medicine. The use of non-toxic alternative medicine like meloxicam was encouraged. Local conservation agencies ran a medicine swapping program in which farmers could exchange any diclofenac stored prior to the ban for an equivalent amount of meloxicam. In India, there are now vulture conservation breeding centers, as well as five vulture restaurants, the first was in Finsad Wildlife Sanctuary, Rigod, that have been set up. These organizations rescue old cows and, after they die naturally, feed them to vultures, ensuring safe food for these critically endangered birds. The Jadiu Conservation Breeding Center in Pinjor, world's largest vulture breeding center is a joint effort of the Bombay Natural History Society and the Haryana Forest Department. It is the flagship of eight such breeding centers in India. A total of 162 vultures from all three species affected have been bred and raised in captivity. While two rescued Himalayan griffins were released into the wild in 2016, the first captive-bred white-rumped vulture is set to fly free in 2018. It is critical, however, that the released birds are safe in the wild and do not succumb to diclofenac and a 100-square-kilometer safe zone has been declared around all conservation breeding centers. A highly ambitious action plan for vulture conservation has been published by Mo EFCC, BHNS and SAVE for 2020-25. It includes testing veterinary NSAIDs to prevent future poisoning cases. The red-headed and Egyptian vultures also have been included in the action plan. Other issues There have been numerous setbacks, including the increase in the rise of a diclofenac black market. However, this hasn't reduced the persistence of conservation efforts. 
Contrary to MOF's ambitious plans to conserve vulture, the Canbitois River project in Madhya Pradesh has been given a green signal which can certainly wash out major 60% of Egyptian vulture habitat. Nonetheless, the resurgence of the vulture population has been difficult. The perseverance is paying off to an extent, giving these desperate scavengers a glimmer of hope. With her rich conservation history, India will undoubtedly revive the symbolic scavenger. Music